Chaos Podcast, our brand new podcast on our brand new YouTube channel. Woo! Yeah. Um, we, we have three of us here today. Yeah. Uh, do you want to state your name, your favorite color, your social security number? <laughs> I think we'll stick with name and color. All right. Uh, I'm Salem Peterson. Uh, my favorite color is uh, purple or black, really. Yeah, well, I'm Griffin. That's all you're getting from me. Um, favorite color is... I don't even remember the last time that... Like you I thought had about to, that? I had to actually choose that. I think it's green, is what I normally say. Hi, I'm Jasper. I like purple. I feel like when you, like, start out as, like, a kid, they're always, like... You're, like, they ask you, like, the really hard questions of, like, like what your favorite color is. And you have to think about it for, like, a to, minute. You have to think about it, like, so hard nowadays. These are, like, character-defining traits, like, What's your favorite color, and what's your favorite dinosaur? And like, that tells you everything you need to know about someone. Yeah, those first impressions alone will get you a job, like, honestly. Easily. Like, yeah, you know, you could know everything about a person just from that alone. Yeah. yeah. They make you decide that at, like, the age of five, and you're like, uh, uh, what's the last color I saw? Red. Yeah, it's, it's a little known <laughs> secret that uh, knowing someone's favorite color really shows their personality. It's like a zodiac sign, but more accurate. <laughs> yeah, way more accurate um, than, like, star alignments and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely. Yeah. Um, what's everyone's favorite movie? You have a favorite movie? Uh, I don't know. Is if uh, you know if you if you would ask me that yesterday, I would have time to think. Uh, v for Vendetta's always good, but I know I have others that I think are probably better. Um, I guess depending on genre, uh, I'm kind of a sucker for 2D animation, but like I'll enjoy a good Saw movie here and there. I know that's like a huge range, but. <laughs> Yeah, like oh, look at this cutesy art and um, blood and gore. Mm, nice. It's it's balanced, so well balanced. Yeah, it's sure. it's it's like breakfast. I don't complete balanced breakfast. <laughs> you gotta have well balanced movie taste. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I like Interstellar and The Martian, which is mm. all space, all sci-fi. Yeah. You know, I I really don't because I never I've never seen either of them actually. I've heard good things about them, though. Yeah. They are good. They're long movies, but they're worth the watch. So I understand, like, the soundtrack for Interstellar is pretty good. Yeah, freaking Hans Zimmer up in this. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Speaking of Hans Zimmer, what's everyone's favorite music stuff? Like, your favorite song or artist? Or... Like, like, composer? Yeah. Because it's clearly Mick Gordon. What's your favorite artist? Oh, um, that depends entirely on genre. But I've been listening to a lot of uh, Sean James recently. Good artist, good artist. Never yeah, heard of I, I, I don't think <laughs> either of you have. But up and comer. Doing pretty good. Good for him. Yeah. What about you? Um, composers, I'd go for some, someone like Christopher Larkin or Gareth Coker. But um, like band-wise, I think I'd go Mother Mother in terms of like... They have a wide variety of songs that i like usually like when i like a song it's like one out of a few in the band but yeah. mother mother i can pretty much listen to any song and at least like get behind it and be like yeah this sounds pretty good yeah i've heard yeah. one mother mother song in my life and it was five minutes ago so. <laughs> when i was singing it for this band class yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. my full extent on their library they have a wide variety of um like they don't do just like all or just Country, like they have like they cover multiple genres mm-hmm. and i think that's 
cool. Yeah, it's, it's always fun when an artist can go from like country to blues to rock. Yeah, like it's yeah. super interesting to just hear all the pieces that they have, because I feel like they have one for everyone at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty epic. And as for you, host of podcast? Um, I also like Mike Gordon. I think he's pretty cool. I mean, I, I wish he came back for the Ancient Gods, but oh well. Sucks to suck. Um, for my favorite artist, it's probably Virtual Riot. Never heard of him, but like you guys never heard of him. But oh, he's, of course I've heard of him. You haven't heard of him? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. He's, he's, he's known for having very good uh, mixing. He's very good at making sounds, making them sound good. So, awesome. so, so to you who don't know much, he, he he's good at it. Yeah. And he's cool. I know he made, like, an absolutely outstanding mashup. Yeah. It's my personal favorite song for Virtual Riot, Idols. Yeah, that, that brought him to fame. Yeah. But, so, pretty epic. Nice. Absolutely epic. What kind of the silence? Oh, no, the silence is killing us. Please, help um all right what's everyone's favorite wait today is a day of favorites well are you gonna get to know us today? yeah like it, it, i guess we gotta tell yeah. the people like about ourselves a little bit like part of the podcast is the people's personality i think yeah yeah so y'all got any favorite video games you're making the pictures i like i have a favorite video game pick, company pick top three like games that you like uh doom both of them uh dishonored is wonderful and fallout new vegas i think it's all bethesda um i'm definitely gonna have to put hollow knight up there it's one of those games that just has some nice longevity to it uh a lot of good memories with that game uh i i I like deltarune actually yeah and People might hate me for this, but a little bit more than Undertale. What what is the difference between like um, I know there is a difference, but like I I I never really learned the story of Delta Room. Like a mood shift almost. It's yeah. well because it's kind of it's basically taking place in an alternate universe from Undertale. It's not like in the same right. Like it's the same characters that you know and love, and they're doing the same things that they love, but it's a different world where. The monsters were never banished underground, and I might accidentally say some spoilers for anyone oh, listening. Uh, but okay. it's 2015 game, uh, 2018 for Deltarune. But you should you should probably know by now if you didn't. If you don't, though, you know. I acclaimed game. Go play it. Very good. Um, Undertale takes place in the underground, while Deltarune actually takes place like above the surface. But okay. Um, after Susie and Chris go to retrieve some chalk for. Uh, Alphys, who is their teacher at this point, mm-hmm. um, they f- go into a mysterious world in the closet uh, known as the Dark World. And maybe it's not that I like Deltarune more. I just like some of the characters a yeah. lot more. Because Del- I feel like they focus on that smaller cast a little bit more of Lancer, Susie, and Chris. Mm-hmm. And you really get to know the character through the entire game. And it and Rousey, uh, you get to like connect more with the characters a little bit more on a personal level. Where sometimes in Undertale, like you'd go through an area and then you leave that person behind, and then until like the end of the game, you kind of just don't see them. Like, sure, there's like a few reoccurring characters, like um, Sans, and of course, if you're doing the dates or whatever, uh, 
Yeah. You're going to yeah. come back and talk yeah. to them again. But, like, from the most part, I kind of like that centralized cast where they could focus on the characters and... and really flesh them out a little more. Yeah, like, I just really liked learning about the characters, and I think the humor is as witty as ever, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time to hone that skill over the course of two games. Honestly, Toby Fox is a comedy genius, in my opinion. <laughs> like, yeah. just so many good jokes in that game, like... I just love Susie's, like, almost, like, suicidal, like... They'll be, like, trying to solve a puzzle, and they'll... Susie's like, I'll just climb over the fence, and Rousey's like, but it's spiked. And they're like, yeah. So? So? Hopefully I'll get impaled, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, how about you, there? Um, yes, I think favorite's totally Breath of the Wild. I think Good that, one, yeah. that one's just, like... You can't not have fun in that game. Um, also, definitely the Doom games, Doom, Doom Eternal. I would say I like Doom Twenty Sixteen more. Hot take, I know. Yeah, I, I like. I I sort of appreciate the sort of uh, edgy style of it more than the silly style. It certainly more. embraced more grit than the. Yeah, than you know, the modern one. Like yeah. like when you get a gun, for example, in Twenty Sixteen, you rip it from somebody's dead body, whereas yeah. in Eternal, it's just, just floating kind of object. Up. Yeah. Like an arcade style. Like, they definitely made Doom Eternal more playable for everyone. And more, mm-hmm. like, enjoyable to just play, because there's yeah. more mechanics. Mm-hmm. It's also more story-heavy. Like, I think they're I just... Think. It, it is an incredible story, but, like, in Doom 2016, it was at least optional. Yeah. It was a great story, but you could do it on your own time. In Eternal, it's mm-hmm. like there's actual cutscenes and yeah. stuff. And the Ancient Gods is basically just all story. There's so much story. So I guess it really depends on your playstyle, which one you prefer more, mm-hmm. right? If you want it seamless or story-driven. Yeah, for the style, I prefer 2016. For the gameplay, I prefer Eternal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, probably also Astroneer. Ooh, and yeah. And a fun, cute little space game where yeah. you get to play as a little Astroneer dude. Oh, I see. Who gets to uh, explore unknown planets. Seven unknown planets, to be exact. And yep. find cool minerals and plants. Yeah. Cool. I think the part where I struggle to get into that game is the like collecting resources, and this goes with like any game like that, like Minecraft. Yeah, any survive is just the grind of getting resources. Like, I'm gonna be honest, I hate grinding in video games. Like, I think the only game I can somewhat tolerate it in, and not even fully, is Pokemon. Yeah, like the sort of grinding aspect. It's just like it's not fun gameplay. It's just doing something over and over and over again. And that's not fun. Yeah. You have to turn on some, like, music or a podcast or yeah, something. Yeah, like, you're not actually paying attention while you're grinding. You're talking to someone or you're... Listening to something. Or, you're listening yeah. to music. Yeah, you're doing homework. You know? Yeah, I get Literally that. anything. Depending on, like, the style of grind that it mm-hmm. is, of course. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it really, really sucks when you kind of just... Like, you have to pay attention to the grind still, mm-hmm. so you can't, like, I mean, you can, like, half pay attention, but, like, if you have to, like, fully pay attention to, like, the game, like, um, I guess in games like Minecraft and that, where you have to purposely click that block, like, it might be hard to focus on, yeah. I guess listening to a podcast would still be easy, but. It is pretty easy, and I've done that. I do audiobooks while I play. Particularly when someone's like, hey, you need to read this book, this chapter mm-hmm. by blank time. It's like, yeah. 
I can play Minecraft and get that done. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think grinding is like, especially sucks when you like know what you need to get to, and it's like, oh, I want to build a house, but now I have to go get yeah like, three stacks of cobble or whatever it is you're getting. Or go plant your own yeah. forest. Yeah. Cut it down every week. Yeah, like that. It's like, and then yeah. you have to wait for the forest to come back. And then, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's even worse when you're like looking for like rare minerals, like like diamonds or netherite, like because there's no sense of progression. Like when you're getting like resources for a house, like you know how much cobblestone you have, you know how much blackstone, you know how much wood you have, mm -hmm. but you never know how close you are to diamonds or netherite, no matter how much you dig. You just keep going. You just kind of got to keep going. Yeah, you, you know how the netherite works, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just at like a randomly arbitrary low layer mm -hmm. nether, and then mm -hmm. it's just on, on occasion you'll find one or two. I've only ever found maybe two blocks on accident in my life. Right, and it really does add to like a sense of accomplishment when you get that, though. Yeah, so, like finally, I've spent three hours. But it's. But then, but, like, you have to get four netherite mm -hmm. to make a one ingot or whatever. I feel yeah. like it'd be more like I don't know. Maybe this is coming from my like, from me playing like Hollow Knight, where like when you really accomplish something, like you feel a big sense of reward. But I always thought in like games like that where you are digging for something and you finally get it you don't feel as accomplished because you just held right click for like yeah. an hour mm -hmm. straight it's, it's the difference between skill and just having and just a level and just knowing like how far you need to go down or yeah like it feels a little it, i don't feel that sense of accomplishment as i would if um i'd be absolute radiance in hollow knight or even beat the Ender Dragon or the Wither in the game, I feel like that would even give a little bit more yeah. accomplishment. Yeah. Because, like, and I think that's when it all pays off, when you when you actually go and do something with all those resources, that right. it, like, feels more rewarding. Especially those resources where you know, like, it wouldn't have been possible to do without that. Yeah. 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 The major question is, is that amount of grinding time worth it in some <laughs> yeah. cases? Sometimes it is. Sometimes, sometimes it is. It is. I feel like um, like Pokemon grinding is very painful because you just have to mm -hmm. go and battle and battle and battle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, wild Pokemon don't give you very much experience. Nope. Yeah, especially so. if you're doing it like the safe way. Like, I feel like it's more painful like in a Nuzlocke because you have to make sure your Pokemon aren't dying. Because a non-Nuzlocke way I like doing it is just going out into the wild and just continuously fighting like not healing them up like just i just keep fighting with the pokemon until like they're all exhausted and worn out yeah and well like another frustrating thing is like uh when it's all rng like legendaries where it's like mm. you're, you know rng whether they'll kill you or not right like mm -hmm. completely random and if you if you die or whatever they carry kill them mm -hmm. totally. yeah it's like lame sauce you shouldn't you shouldn't have to fight through you know two hours of hard combat just to maybe get something mm -hmm. yeah like if you're gonna yeah. put that much time into it just let it happen mm. yeah i think nowadays they've been better about like legendaries where oh, yeah. you can find them in the wild instead you don't oh, have right, to really? like find uh yeah like sometimes they'll get released into the wild where oh. just, there's a random small chance you'll run into one that's actually it's, really cool instead of having to go like find you know zapdos and the power plant yeah and the... so is there like a level that they start appearing or like um, are you running around there level one you got your 
I believe they work like you find them and then they um after you beat them you, you can't catch them then after you beat them they get released to the wild okay and then whenever oh. you're walking in grass or whatever you have a random chance so it's only beat. after you beat them okay yeah okay like usually beating them at that point isn't that hard it's yeah. just trying to ball swipe them into mm-hmm. not dying and i know with the what are they the the max raid battles or the gigamax battles like you you can like fully lower the Pokemon's experience or uh, health, and you can still catch them. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it doesn't punish you for trying to like defeat the enemy, which I thought was always kind of a problem when you're trying to catch Pokemon. You're like, I think they've definitely fixed yeah. some things. You're like, oh, I use this move, and then it crits and it kills them, and you have to spend another I hour. I think I've only ever played twelve percent Pokemon like, game, and I didn't show up rate at all. Yeah. I didn't get anywhere yeah. close. Do you, you think um, um, like the new open world one they're making? I've heard about it. And it looks terrifying when the Pokemon chase you. Yeah, but like, it, it, it's so frustrating because it looks so bad. Yeah. The rendering just isn't there yet, and I don't know if it's just because it's that early into the development, or if that's how they're going to... I hope they do a better rendering by the end of it, because if that's what they're posting, it's like... Ugh. That's worse than Sword and Shield, if I remember correctly, yeah. looking at it. like. You know, you look at, like, what Nintendo has versus what Xbox and PlayStation have. You know, like, mm-hmm. they, they have ray tracing now. They, right. they run yeah. freaking Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Well, I think. Cyberpunk now. The Nintendo? No, the, the Xbox and PlayStation. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they were always going to release. Well, the, no, like, they can run them now. Because mm-hmm. previously, I, I think PlayStation... Like, it was really, rough. Yeah. yeah. Was rough. Oh, yeah. But now like... it's, like... All right. Well, it's always going to be rough on the the older consoles. Yeah, they always release for the new ones in mind. Like mm-hmm. the same thing happened with Black Ops Three, where it was released for the Xbox One, and they allowed it for the 360 backwards compatibility, mm-hmm. or made their own disc, I guess in that case. But like you had half the graphics, and it just didn't run the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly question how the Nintendo Switch can run Doom Eternal. <laughs> it's it's impressive, like, for sure. They must have done some serious optimization. It kind of did, yeah. Like because it's like it's you're running a AAA title on a Nintendo console. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. When you think Nintendo, you think like the Mario games, and they, it has its own specific like bubbly art style. Yeah, it's definitely not the detail you get in like Red Dead Redemption Two, where you can see the sunlight through people's ears. You know? Yeah. Yeah, or like a cyberpunk max settings or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, or you can see like the shine on the car. Mm-hmm. Down to the small details. The reflections are super accurate. Things sick. Or like Little Nightmares 2 or anything like that where it's got that nice gritty like almost realistic like the models are like kind of cartoonish but the textures make you believe like they exist like i don't know when i first saw that trailer it looked like stop motion in my opinion like i was like that looks like real cloth like that looks like real wood that looks like i was very impressed with what they did with little nightmares too graphics wise and story wise they do really like advanced stuff nowadays like oh yeah you look at like the skyboxes for doom eternal Mm. you have like full cities off in the skybox yeah and like detail yeah like um what was the one is it it was one of the ones after the one after you beat 
the Mars core, where you go into the is it Sentinel Prime? I or no, it was um Terrace Nabod. That one like has Terrace a really Nabod was super impressive. Very but detailed. that was that was also like the one they showed off to everyone. Yeah. You know they put the most work in the Terrace Nabod. Yeah, like the maps like so detailed. Yeah. It's always interesting about how we look at graphics. Right? If something's try you can't try to be accurate and fail. It has to be amazing. But you can play Minecraft and squares get yeah. the job done perfectly. Yeah. It is very yeah. interesting. And like I guess you can add like a texture pack. Mm -hmm. I, I, found yeah. I found this new game that I'm teaching my mother to play. Because that's that's one of the like main purposes. It's called It Takes Two. Oh, yeah. that game. Okay. Very fun. Like, you can play it local, right? Mm -hmm. Or yeah. over console. And only one person needs to buy it. If it's over oh. System Link. Really? They have something called the Friend Pass. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's so super... the second person gets it free. Okay, that's super nice, actually. Yeah. yeah. It goes over so many different, like, play styles. First person, I don't think it really did that much. Like, third person shooters or platforming, mm -hmm. 2D platforming, even. Mm very very fun to teach but the graphics are you know something you get four years ago mm. and, but they pull it off because they don't try to be detailed people you're like they... a clay figure and a wooden doll yeah okay i see where you're coming from yeah that's sick yeah so it can be done but you have to commit to either like cartoonish or hyper realism yeah. you can't yeah. go in between like 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 the new Call of Duties, where they're just incredibly realistically detailed, like perfect yeah. lighting, and like you look at the model, the models are like probably spent days on easily. Yeah, and there's something charming about like old graphics, like um, 3D Mario's and Zelda's, like where they're kind of like low poly, like pretty bad textures, yeah, the like textures not so even well. Like if you look at like some of the textures, like the grass textures, yeah, like mm -hmm. you can see the pixels. Yeah, and even some there's, there's always some that are like out of time, like mm -hmm. Silent Hill PT, hmm. which I think will always be one of the scariest games known to men. But it was made how many years ago? I don't even remember how many years ago. Mm. And you look at it, and they they pulled a bunch of different tricks to get the graphics to what yeah. it is. Lots of tricks with shadows, hmm. but like regardless of I think pixel content or the polygons. It's still terrifying because mm. of the writing. Yeah. And I think that's more important than graphics is really being able to convey a message regardless of... And I guess it pertains to... I'm more of a story person when it comes to gaming. I know uh, Jasper's like way more into like how smooth is the gameplay. Like, Does it yeah, connect but... seamlessly... Does it feel good to play? Like, or, or how good it is conceptually? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I always prefer games with choice to see how oh. different. Like, I really love the the Walking Dead Telltale games. Yeah, because each each decision has an impact. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's always nice in games. So the more you play it, the more different routes you go. Yeah. Wow, this really would have made a difference. Did you ever play uh, like Until Dawn or? I never actually played it, but man, really? if I haven't seen like 10 different playthroughs from 10 oh, okay. different people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, nice. That's one of my favorites right next to Detroit for like 
voice games because mm-hmm. uh, it, it does a good job of like making you feel stress and anxiety yes even when it's just like oh press one of two buttons yeah you like, have 10 seconds and maybe it's just because like i've never played on the uh ps4 when i when i first played it like i was just like never played the ps4 never touched it ever so like i wasn't familiar with the buttons and where yeah. they were so when they showed up i didn't like automatically go to the buttons i like was like down. stressed a little bit yeah and would like have to look down i think it added to the experience though and i liked it yeah, yeah. it's definitely like a make or break with those because you find people that like i couldn't press the button i couldn't do what i wanted to and it took 17 tries mm. and then it just kills the experience for them yeah I also like games with like good immersion as well, mm-hmm. where you really yeah. feel like you're part of it. Mm-hmm. I think a, a good one for that's like Metro Exodus. Uh, that's like basically a game where you get to explore the ruins of a uh, post nuclear war world. You explore the ruins and like you get to see, wow, everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. Freaking, you have to put on a gas mask every now and again. And the way they did it, they didn't even use any user interface. They just make you use like. If you want to tell how your your rad levels, you have to pull out your watch. Oh, so, so like it's, it's like seamless UI almost. Yeah, what do they, what do they call it? It's like um. I oh, what it's called. I know what you're talking about. Um, it definitely makes it more. It, it uh, adds to it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it increases your immersion for sure. Yeah, because instead of opening up like a big menu system, you just kind of you like mm-hmm. open your bag or something and like, um, what game? The forest. They have like something kind of mm-hmm. similar to that. It kind of. Yeah. It's not like it's not fully as immersive, but as like it's still kind of cool because you just see like all the items, and mm-hmm. it's not like in a grid system; like it's just all splayed out in your inventory. And I think that looks pretty cool because because uh, I don't know. I just like how it looks. It yeah, I like how that looks too. <laughs> we may or may not have some activities going on outside of the room. It happens. Oh, okay. There, I thought that was like a song that was playing. I was like, yeah. no, just being dumb. no, just being dumb. Okay. How much? We got like a few minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just wind it down here in a sec. Sounds all right. Good to me. I think that's pretty good first episode for yeah. sure. Yeah. This is uh, this has been fun. We'll, we'll probably make more. Yeah. I don't know what it'll be about for sure. May or may not include some. Yes, I think I think yeah. it would also be cool if we expanded our horizons, did some other videos, maybe like uh, like gaming videos or yeah, try new things for sure. Yeah, record the experience. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I don't know if you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you, and uh, yeah. we'll see you next week.